properly enjoy the introduction for this episode, our international listeners should be aware of the following. Neighbours is an Australian soap that was, and still is, inexplicably popular in the UK. It was originally pitched as a show that focused on realistic stories and portrayed adults and teenagers who talk openly and solve their problems together. The Demon Headmaster is the scariest television series ever made and was broadcast on CBBC, the slot on BBC television for children on a weekday afternoon. This was before Sky or cable television, so it was the only thing that was on. It depicts the unsettling tale of a school headmaster who uses mind control to try and take over the world. For this, he requires a little girl's DNA to create a perfect human. This was 15 years before Operation Utree. The man who played the headmaster had the appearance of an animated cadaver, without the need for additional makeup. Finally, Pogs were a collectible plaything modelled on milk bottle tops and an incomprehensible game. Tazos were similar to this, but came out of packets of crisps. All other culture was imported from America in the form of animated toy adverts five years out of date. All of the above transpired in the 1990s. Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a bunch of cheeky British chaps, and that's a shout out to finger stripes on Twitter, have an alcoholic beverage and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Mike, I'm drinking a Brewdog's Punk IPA, and locked with me today, we have... I'm John, and I'm drinking a nice ruby port. And I'm Alid, and I was drinking a own brand bottle of red wine, but it's all gone. Your, your You're own sure? brand, or? Morrison's own brand. Oh, man. Mm. Oh. £4.50. So, hang on. Just to bring people in on what we were just discussing, you had for lunch spag ball followed by Pringles, and for dinner you are drinking Morrison's own brand wine. Where did it all go wrong? Oh, don't forget the chicken jalfrezi. <laughs> it was a chicken jalfrezi Alad had for lunch, and then for dinner he had spag ball Pringles and a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> What did you have for breakfast, Alad? Cow? Toast. Oh, toast. Oh, fair enough. It's l- <laughs> lying your stomach it. for a good day of student eating. Anyway, now we've done bullying, Alad. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> so, how does it work? Each week we'll be locked into a charmingly themed escape room of the years, within which we've each secretly crafted a puzzle. We'll present those puzzles in turn, while the others try and solve them. If we don't escape within the hour, then dire things shall befall us. If we break anything, we'll lose our deposit. This week... <laughs> <laughs> unless you guys have made a bit of puzzle that requires me to be broken in which case it wouldn't be my first actually now i think about it we've all resorted to just break it as the puzzle answer and we've also resorted to trying to break the puzzle as well because we're we're those three folks if you're doing a real life escape room you should never ever do oh my god i did a a post-show interview with um the escape this podcast people last weekend um shared the story of bailey uh, ripping an escape room to pieces. <laughs> what did she do? She went berserk. It was her first um, escape room. We did a witchcraft and wizardry one themed up in Wolverton. It was a really good escape room, but she was just going absolutely mental. She was really like feeling the pressure. And it gets to the end, and you've got to wave a wand on this special pad on the thing in a particular pattern in order to, to open the door and get out. Um, and she, she waved the wand in the pattern, and we all heard the click of the door opening but that wasn't quite fast enough baby so she <laughs> like used her fist and punched the emergency escape button which we've been told earlier is there for you know emergencies um 
and then basically wrenches the door off its hinges um, to bolt out, scaring the living shit out of the poor lady. Wow. The Bailinator. <laughs> this week, our respective mums wipe a smutch off our respective cheeks, adjust our respective ties, tut at our respective shirts hanging out, and then send us from our homes for another busy day in the infinite escape room. We converge in the infinite corridors, swap panini football stickers, and discuss the unsettling ramifications of last night's episode of the Demon Head Master. Hey! We step through a door to find ourselves in a completely empty room. Unfortunately... We're swapping pogs. <laughs> was it pogs? Oh yeah, I remember pogs. Pogs. Pogs was a thing. And Tazos. Pocket okay, monsters. We step through a door to find ourselves in a completely empty room. Unfortunately, before we realise our mistake, the door shuts behind us and locks with three whimsical padlocks. As luck would have it, though, Allard's mum had the foresight to do him a packed lunch, and he's currently on a key-rich diet. We'd best dig them out before we miss the latest ripping episode of Neighbours and find ourselves frightfully behind with the goings-on of Ramsey Street. We wrestle Allard's lunchbox from his hands and open it up to find a sandwich, a yoghurt, and a drink. Can I just say, there's a whole section of audience that have no effing clue what you just said. <laughs> every single reference was exactly... I'd say exactly tw- uh, 15 to 20 years old in that little five-year gap there that was our, our early to mid-teens and everything else useless. Hey, the, the demon had head raster, the demon head master <laughs> ran for, for years. Oh, the demon head master is a, is a, is a, is a raster, a raster. <laughs> the demon head raster. <laughs> Yo, man. <laughs> Controlling I people. Use the, I use the demon head master, man. I have poisoned the beer can. <laughs> oh, you sound like golden looking chain when you say that, Alad. And I think Neighbours is still on. It is. Yeah. It is. Ramsey Street has not been subject to a forest fire yet. Then wouldn't that be a great way for it to go? A wildfire sweeps through and burns everything to the ground. I think if it was all a dream, that'd be good. <laughs> it was a, a toady, toadfish was one of the characters. If it was all yeah, a dream, yeah. then might have toadfish. And he, didn't he drive off a cliff? Because like his wife, didn't his, he? Got, no, he got married. And there's an immediately in a car accident which involved going off a cliff. And he survived, but his wife didn't. And then he stood waist deep in the sea and wept. I don't remember. You watched a lot more Neighbours than I did, clearly. Yeah, I'm aware that I'm suddenly sort of... <laughs> You've incriminated yourself. Quite a bit of detail knowledge. <laughs> Moving on. The older I get, the more I look like him as well, which is weird. Toadie? Mm. No, the more you look like Harold Bishop. Harold Bishop? Google it. What? <laughs> Hang on. You son of a bitch. I look nothing like Harold Bishop. Uh, give it time. Give it time in 20 stone. <laughs> So, gentlemen, we have the sandwich, the yogurt, and the drink. What first do we fancy? Sandwich? I like okay. sandwich. I could, go, I could go for a sandwich right now. Then go for a sandwich. You too shall. So, occupying about half of uh, Aled's lunchbox is an amorphous blob of cling film. It has been wrapped so aggressively, there is apparently no beginning or end to the cling film. It is all <laughs> one flesh. It's about the size and shape of a large potato. <laughs> Want to do? Can I use my teeth to rip it open? You can, of course. It takes a while, but you get the cling film off, and upon unwrapping it, uh, the uh, shape, the amorphous blob, is made up mostly of bleach white bread. It is so white that it appears to glow slightly. Can we can we lift the lid of this bread? Take a little peep at the uh, the sandwich contents. You can around the edges of the bread and. Uh, the edges of this sort of, it, it's sort of, you would call it crust, but it's kind of a beige colour that nothing in the world has ever naturally been. 
And uh, yeah, beneath it is some filling visible. What's the filling? So it's all a bit mushed together, but uh, stuck to the top layer of the bread, uh, bread is a bright yellow spread smeared badly. Uh, then also a red paste mixed into it. it. Smells a bit like vinegar. There's also some green leaves on the bottom half. Uh, they look suspiciously like they might be dandelion leaves. And beneath them is a layer of other more sort of chunky things. Alad, I believe chunky things are your specialist subject. <laughs> Could I lick the chunky things? You can. You lick off the dandelion leaves. Uh, and there, there's several of them. They're little sort of blobs. They're sort of a yellowy colour. And you lick them and they taste a little bit of prunes. There's a chance these might be prunes. They're yellow. Hmm. Yellow prunes? Yeah, that, that could be a thing. Mm. A gooseberry's a yellow prune. Is it? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> prunes are just grapes, aren't they? I think they're their own thing. Aren't they like more like a no, date? They're, their own thing. they're the own thing. There's a tree, isn't there? No, there's, there's a date tree. I've seen them. I've mm. eaten dates off the date tree. I've never seen a prune tree. I've seen a pruned tree, but that... <laughs> <laughs> that's dad level. Um, that is. That's Howard Bishop... Uh, Okay, is there anything beneath the prunes? Another layer of a badly spread yellow smear and another layer of bread. Can I lick the yellow paste? Uh, yes, it's got a slightly sort of oily, slightly salty taste. Not much else going on. It appears to be margarine because we're in the 90s. I was going to say, you, spe you spent a while describing all of the sandwiches of my youth for a bit, especially because we've had something red that smelled of vinegar, which I'm guessing is cheap ketchup. Bingo. So margarine, cheap ketchup. Um, something that looks like dandelion leaves. Rocket. Rocket looks like dandelion leaves. Rocket. Salad. But then we're in the 90s and Rocket didn't exist then. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't been discovered. <laughs> yeah. So Henry Waitrose was still on the new continent exploring and bringing back strange goods like potatoes and Monster Munch. Hmm. Okay. I wonder where a key could be within this arrangement. I feel, Alad, you might need to eat some Lick of it. everything else? Oh, actually, that's a good show, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. The process of lick elimination. <laughs> there it is. Very good. Right. Oh, you're not going to name something, or I'm just going to describe you licking every <laughs> single <laughs> Yeah, because I'm in the room as well, Adam. I, cu I currently qualify as part of everything, so if you could specify bits <laughs> of the sandwich, that would be lovely. Sure. Can I lick Mike's face, please? <laughs> you can. It is stubbly. So the further up the face you go, the smoother it gets. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I lick the actual bread itself? Yeah, it's dry and flaky, but not in a pleasing, I have been baked with live real yeast way, in a sort of 1960s post-war Britain way. Like a braces bread sort of way. Like the worst white sliced pan that you've ever had. Can I just take a bite of this sandwich? You can. Uh... You take a bite. How does it taste? Out of everything. It tastes terrific. It tastes absolutely awful. This is a 90s school lunch sandwich comprising of cheap ketchup, margarine, which probably gives you cancer, dandelion leaves, and then these balls, which taste a bit of prunes, but are clearly not prunes. Hmm. You chew on a couple of them. They're sort of soft, sort of squidgy, and inside pretty textureless. Can what we... tastes like prunes but isn't prunes? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you, I'm struggling to remember what a prune tastes like uh, on the basis that I'm not 60 and don't have problems with my bowels yet. They're not nuts or something, are they, I wonder? They're soft. 
No, as in like bollocks. Oh, John's not, not John's not secretly fed us a bollock sandwich <laughs> or something. And done no, some market research with his own gooch to find some like, <laughs> hmm, my balls taste of prunes. Ha ha. This little fox made a sandwich. We should we should probably eat the others. Or should we at least have a what bite into we? them? We can eat half. That sounds good. This has all got a bit um <laughs> I'm a celebrity, hasn't it? You eat half of another ball and uh inside of it there is something hard. If you pull it out, you find a tiny key. You have found the Noki. Oh. oh. <laughs> Good grief. That was a real start at the back and work your way forward one. Well done, John. <laughs> a Noki sandwich. Yep. Taste of prunes. Google it. Really? Yeah, yeah. No, they don't always, but they can be, have been known to be flavoured with uh, prunes as a sort of dessert thing. I was as surprised as you. I was just Googling it to see how you spelled Noki. Dried prune Noki. Oh, fancy that. That really threw me off the scent. Turns out it doesn't matter how you spell Noki because this is a verbal podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And it will be spelt wrong in the show notes, ironically. (laughs) As you pull your respective heads out of the lunchbox, uh, you're left back in the empty room with a savaged Noki sandwich, a Noki, the Noki, and your thoughts. Uh, So what have we got left? Okay, so remaining to us we have the drink and a yoghurt. After all that talk of dry things, I am parched so the drink and this is my puzzle so you observe the child's drinking bottle it appears to be one of those drink bottles that can't be spilled and it's oh red. i'm not so sure about that ah. <laughs> uh, and it's reddish in color upon looking closer you notice that there's a dummy inside the lid with what appears to be a gummy key attached to it on the outside of the bottle there's a straw attached via a very small piece of tape. There's also a post-it note attached. Yay! The staple of every puzzle. Sadly, laping... Labia? <laughs> Sorry, I heard sad labia. <laughs> what? Labia? <laughs> Sadly, lacking a staple in this sad case. Sad labia. Happy <laughs> labia. <laughs> 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 Sorry, one more time, Mr. Bishop. Let's try again, shall we? Oh, yeah. There is also a post-it note attached, the staple of every puzzle, sadly lacking a staple in this case, which says, Timmy, I've given you some lemonade for a treat today. Love, Mum. Hang on, isn't this your mum? So why is I it might have a nickname. <laughs> she calls you Timmy. <laughs> I can I wrote this puzzle before I was told it was my lunchbox. Okay, dumb so thought. There's, so there's a straw attached with a bit of tape and it's a, a sippy cup. So can you and there's a dummy kind of inside it with a key on it. Can we like stick the straw into the cup and then suck out the key? You can stick the straw into the cup, absolutely. Uh, but you try sucking and nothing happens. See, we've had balls, now we've got sucking. There's, it's all, all the ingredients are here. Blow! Um, we should <laughs> blow! Let's try blowing into the cup to see if we blow the gummy key out. You absolutely can. Uh, you blow into the cup, which has got a fizzy drink into it. Add more air to it, which increases pressure and in turn, blows the lid off. <laughs> Seriously? Seriously. Welcome to a kid's puzzle. And by doing so, you have gained access to the gummy key. 
Oh my god! Goodness gracious me! <laughs> We've all so gone for anyone, a level today. <laughs> anyone would think we didn't have much prep time for this. <laughs> <laughs> Only because Mike was convinced that I was going to flake <laughs> until this afternoon, and then when told, "No, I'll definitely be there," said, "Oh, I should come up with a theme then." <laughs> so, with your gummy key in hand, but sadly no drink. Because you blew it all out. You return to the outside of the lunchbox. I think we should take a closer look at that yoghurt. Well, that's a very convenient thought you just had, because it happens to be my puzzle. You, you look at the yoghurt. It happens to be a, a Muller's limited edition tri-corner. Um, and Alad's mum has very thoughtfully taped a little teaspoon to the foil top of the pot. What would you like to do? Can we check Try the date? <laughs> <laughs> that is a man who has not checked the date before and all the foul. Sure, the date is the 17th of May 2019. Oh, so it's just in. Yes, when this goes out, it will be it'll be in date by week when this goes out. So if we fail to solve this puzzle, are the dire consequences that the yogurt goes off? <laughs> <laughs> is that what happens? <laughs> hmm. Okay. Uh so yeah, let's let's pull the um that lovely foil top off. Sure thing. So you uh you peel the lid off and then lick it because and... that is the first thing that you do. Well, sure thing. So you 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 peel the lid off. I'll, I'll tell you what's uh, what the underside of the lid's like in a second. Oh, one sec, one sec, one sec. There we go. Was that a sound effect for my benefit? Those were sound effects. Yeah. Oh, good. Save you save you time in the edit. Oh, thanks. So you peel the lid off, and inside you find four compartments. There's a large triangular compartment right in the middle, which is full of a creamy-looking yoghurt-like substance. And then there are three smaller triangular compartments to the three sides of it. The top has a what appears to be a red berry compote. The bottom right has um, the little chocolate balls and bits of biscuit. And the bottom left is filled with granola. The lid has a small amount of uh, yoghurt adhering to it, and John, upon licking it, you discover that it tastes a little bit like brie. Brie? What? Are we making a cheesecake out of this yoghurt? <laughs> okay. Um, can I have a little taste of the rest of the... A little taste of the, the, the yoghurt, just to check that it's not actually brie? Sure thing. So you take a... Um, um, I suppose you dunk your finger in, and uh, yeah, you lick that off. <laughs> um, um and uh, yes, it uh, it definitely tastes uncannily like brie, but with the consistency okay. of yogurt. Okay, so I wonder if all of them are sort of something sort of like what would be in the yogurt um, crunch corner, whatever whatever they're called, but different. So could I taste the sort of the jam-like one? Sure thing. So uh, you taste the red berry compote. You sort of dig a bit on a different finger because we're not double dunkers in these parts. Um <laughs> And it tastes a little bit like how those nasty little sour berries that birds eat off of trees smell. Rowan berries. Is that what they are? You know those the like orange ones. The, the diddly little bright red ones, size of a squirrel's eyeball. And yeah, your parents are always like, "Don't eat those; they'll give you a bad belly." Um, and the birds eat them, but they smell awful and sour and vile. And a little taste of the um uh, the chocolate, chocolate crunch bits. biscuit yeah. balls. You try. Uh, you pick up a couple of the chocolate biscuity balls and pop them in your mouth. And they taste like unsmoked bacon. Oh, what the fuck is going on? Sorry, family show. What the is going on? 
Okay, and then the granola. What can it? I mean, it's granola. It's got all the the crunch and texture of granola, but tastes a bit more like dried grain stalks. Um, is this leading up to a joke about the rural Welsh? No. <laughs> I guess what? I, what? I have a feeling that this might be leading up to a joke about the rural Welsh. I'm interested oh my, to know where you think this is going. Just be you there, John. Okay, Alad, I don't really know what to do. What do you think? I was all for making a cheesecake, but <laughs> now that the flavours are all off, I don't know yeah. what to do. Okay, could I use the remaining fingers to sort of dig around and check there are no key-like objects in the bottom of these compartments, ideally without spilling everything everywhere? You do, and they are the stuff that they are all the way down to the bottom. There don't appear to be any, any keys hiding inside the uh, inside the materials. Is there a key hiding in the lid? No, there's no key hiding in the lid. It's just a, Could a, a we bit look of tinfoil. The tinfoil still has the spoon attached to it from, uh, oh. from the beginning. Oh, yes, of course. Okay, so it's clearly, it's clearly something to do with a spoon. Um, so I mean, used, what, We used your fingers when we had a spoon. But, yeah, you know. What if I do what you're supposed to do? Take the spoon of power and dip it into all four things. So I've got a little bit of each one on the spoon and then consume at once. Um, you do so, um, and you get the full impact of the Muller's Limited Edition Tricorner. Um, you get a kind of a brie, sour red berry, bacony, strawy, hayy taste all at once, and it's. I feel great. It's pretty spectacular. Okay, and then nothing else. And nothing happens. Um. Okay. So there's sort of sour berries in the compote. There's brie in the yogurt. The granola. What was? The, what did the granola taste like? Straw, 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 something. And the chocolate thing tasted like bacon. Hang on, these are all oh. farmyard things. No, um, wait, wait, wait. So you've got bacon, cheese, cranberry. That's a sandwich. <laughs> and you do still have <laughs> some bread. <laughs> left. Well, thank you, Colombo, for that. <laughs> and then um, straw things. Uh, hmm. That's when my brain power runs I, out. I, I wonder if there's a, if if this is about combining them in the right way. So we've got brie, straw, uh, bacon, and um, sort of sour grapes things. I wonder. Oh, can I consume the brie and the sort of sour grape thing together? I feel that might go. Um, it does. I I imagine it does. It tastes like a sharp brie berry thing which as i don't like cheese but i imagine people who do like cheese might enjoy that right and that's it that's all that happens yes shit can i just carefully examine the rest of the pot i mean is there there anything of note written on the top there's nothing of note written on the pot Um, what's the spoon made of well inspecting the spoon what <laughs> now that might have sounded. Has your child just gone out the window again? That might have sounded like not a screaming child locked don't in a cupboard. <laughs> but she's not locked in a cupboard. She's um she's very happily in a cupboard. <laughs> Continue. So inspecting the spoon, you see that the head of the spoon, so you know the bowly bit, has a um a tongue etched on the inside, sort of a picture of a tongue. The handle of the teaspoon 
uh, has an inscription on it. It reads, I'll show the thing you wish to see, but first I must taste strawberry. You tell us this now. Strawberry, strawberry, straw, and then oh. berry. So oh, I hate you the, so much. The granola and the berry compote thing on the yeah. spoon. Yeah. You put the granola and the berry compote on the tip of the teaspoon's tongue. You hear a mysterious and slightly spooky yum-yum from the spoon, and then the head of it drops off to reveal the tiny toothy bit of a key. Congratulations, you have found the key spoon. And you have solved my puzzle. Yay. I'm glad you didn't inspect the spoon, the spoon quickly enough and had a good old play <laughs> inside my yogurt. <laughs> now, that was good, actually. So you thought that was going to be over in 30 seconds, but no, we proved your expectations to be way higher than reality. So we take the key spoon, the not key, notch key, notch key, Gnocchi. 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 That's what I said. Um, and, and Allard's gummy key. We insert them into the corresponding whimsical padlocks, click them open, and we escape. And we've done it in time, so we all get to go home and watch Neighbours and find out what, what Toady and, and the crew uh, are getting Harold up to. Bishop. And what you've got up to. And what I've got up to. Oh, I'm not Harold Bishop. Yeah. I'm not Harold Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> he was a great character. He's, a, he's, a, he's another bald man. <laughs> It's just that's yes. That's where the resemblance starts and ends. And it was either that or Lex Luthor, so you know. Oh yeah, I feel like I look more like the bad guy out of Ant Man these days. I haven't seen it. Oh, you're missing out. It's a great movie. I'm also so glad that I didn't see it or almost any of them before watching Endgame, which made total sense. Yes, because why would you see a film that is in its entirety? a wrapping up of 22 movies and not really a film in its own right without having mm-hmm. seen most of those films. Though, to be fair, without spoiling anything for anyone, how batshit crazy the plot is, <laughs> yes. uh, I didn't feel like I lost out that much. I, know, I enjoyed it. Alan, you seen it? Uh, nope. Scintillating stuff, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay, uh, let, me, let me wrap up, let me wrap up. Um, <clears throat> So, thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter, mostly Twitter, at tier underscore podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, we'd be obliged if you could please leave us a review on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, whatever really. It's a big help in reaching new audiences, and we'd much appreciate it. We love you lots, and we hope to see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.